1: Free there and all right now. You're listening to the Girls Around Town here on Radio Newark and myself, June Rollins, on one side of the desk, Rosalind Palmer on the other side of the desk. And we think we're all right now. Fingers crossed we are going to be all right enough to be bringing in our first guest on the phone. And as I said just before the break, our first guest is Deborah Alma. She's otherwise known as the emergency poet. And she is, hopefully, waiting to talk to us on the phone right now. Deborah, good morning. Good
2: morning, June. Hi, how are you this morning? I'm very well. It's really lovely and sunny where I am. How are you? Yes, it, it's beautifully sunny here, but it is a bit
1: on the cold it side. A
2: chilly, yeah. Yes,
1: yes um, I think we've got a maximum of, well, we're promised a maximum of around about seven degrees Ooh. here in Newark York today, which is not exactly maximum, is it? No, it is <laughs> not a bit. <laughs> That's fairly minimum to me. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Deborah, it's lovely to talk to you. And uh, as I said before, some people may very well some 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 local people here may very well have met you. in, it was July wasn't it? It
2: was July, yes. Yeah. Yes,
1: in the middle of July when we had our second Newark Book Festival yeah. in the town centre um, and um, you were there prescribing emergency poems for people.
2: I was, yeah, I was in the marketplace and I don't know if you remember, it was um, I think it was the day of the World Cup final anything, It and was indeed, yes. Like, and it was a heat wave, wasn't it? Yes, that day? yes
1: <laughs> it was a little bit warmer then than it is yeah. today, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, before we get on to emergency poetry and, and prescribing and whatever just tell us a little bit about yourself
2: oh well oh so I'm so old <laughs> <laughs> um, well um, I am a, a poet now and a teacher um, and um, but but back when I started emergency poet I was um, a single parent working as a teaching assistant um, in a primary school living in Ludlow um and yeah and but before i had children i had a a career uh, working in publishing Was a bookseller and then worked in publishing so that's that's my background
1: so so what brought you into um emergency poeting um
2: well it, it was sort of a kind of combination of lots of sort of half sensible reasons and and some crazy ones really um i was um Oh, I was working with people with dementia using poetry in care homes um, and doing an M.A. in creative writing as well as working full time. (laughs) I don't know how I did it, actually. Um, And uh, I remember, as you do, kind of looking on eBay... For um, a minibus, a cheap minibus. I didn't have any money, but it was a kind of, oh, you know, kind of aspirational. I wonder how much um, a camper van might cost, uh-huh. for a minibus. Um, and I came upon um, an old ambulance. It was a 1950s ambulance back then, uh, on eBay. And just on a whim, made a bid on it. It's mad. <laughs> <laughs> the way you do, yes. <laughs> yeah, and then the whole idea of, of emergency poet and poetry on prescription just came from seeing this ambulance on eBay. And, and
1: just for anybody who um, either hasn't, uh, well, wasn't at the festival uh, mm. back in July, or um, hasn't seen you elsewhere, what exactly is an emergency <laughs> poet?
2: <laughs> well, um, I what I d- it is. Slightly odd. I have a vintage ambulance. It's um, I, I've moved on to a 1970s ambulance now, um, and I set up, um, in town centres like like Newark or at festivals, hospitals, um, schools, libraries, and all sorts of places. And um, there's an attached awning. Um, and I'm dressed up as a doctor and I have my nurse verse with me um, and we invite people into the back of the ambulance um, where they lie down um, and it's a kind of mock consultation Mm -hmm. process well it's not mock um, it's like a pastiche of a kind of therapy session I suppose Um, and I ask people questions it takes about 10 or 15 minutes and at the end of that I'll hand pick them an appropriate poem for whatever their emotional ailment might be.
1: So, so you come prepared with um, lots and lots of prescriptions ready.
2: Yes, I have about three hundred, and they're already pre-printed um, as though they were a prescription. And, th- and at the top, I'll write their name, the date, <coughs> and then I'll tell them how to take their medicine. So they have to take it with a, <laughs> I don't know, a glass of wine. Um, <laughs> oh, that, that sounds <laughs> like a evening, good idea. Yeah, yes, yes, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, and and. Um,
1: Generally, how how do people what, what kind of benefits would your patients get from these prescriptions?
2: Um, well, when I started it, I, it was it's a, it is obviously a light hearted thing, and it's it's half theatre and and hard, But but I, and when I started, that I thought, oh, it's a nice idea. But I, actually, um, I have over the sort of five or six years of doing it, I've I've been kind of convinced myself actually that that it's been really actually. Beneficial to people, I, th- I think. I think there are a few reasons. Well, the first one is um, to, to be listened to really carefully um, it, it, about things that, that you like to do. You know, the things that you might like to read, how you relax, your general well-being. To be taken into that kind of positive place, so that's a, a helpful experience. And then, um, and then after having been listened to carefully, they they have a poem that that they believe is is their poem it's it's been chosen especially after listening to them and people right get back to me or they'll come back to me again and, and say they've stuck it on their fridge or on their, <laughs> above their desk and that it becomes a, a kind of quite a meaningful thing for them um in in some way like almost like a prayer that they might go back to
1: and 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 um, I'm guessing. I think I have looked at your website, and I think there are probably some testimonials on there. But I'm sure you get really good feedback from yeah. people um, saying what a what a difference maybe it's made to to this um, to the way they're feeling or or mm. whatever.
2: Yes, I mean it, it's been extraordinary. I, I think because because I quite often I'm reminding them that they need to to look after themselves in a particular place you know to do to do something like going for a walk um or looking at nature taking time to stop so this poem is a is a reminder about um about about something positive for themselves so but, and that's the thing that surprised me i i didn't realize how um how important it meant How important it was to some people, which is quite. I mean, lots of people. um, I do it for children as well, and um, those poems are just silly. (laughs) But so that's quite nice. But it's it's a kind of. I'm like a poetry evangelist, I think.
0: (laughs) I just wanted to say hi. It's Rosalind here. How are you doing? Yeah. Hi. hi, hi. How are you? Yeah, I'm really good, thanks. I had such a lovely time when I came to your um, rather wonderful retro. Um, Ambulance that you yes. go around in So um, I was so happy when I was Wandering around the uh, marketplace And I found you I was delighted and um, as you know Because we connect on Twitter I uh, I shared the poem that you gave me Which um, one was it? Wasn't oh it's was it? about love It's mm. about love definitely And I shared it on um, You know National Mental Health Day ah. um, Because You know I, I hear what you're saying And I, I, I do think that um poetry um, can really kind of soothe the soul, can't it? Mm. It can be really, well, medicinal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I've always loved poetry um, and I just think, you know, you can really lose yourself in it. So, I, And I love the fact that you listen and you prescribe and people feel that it's really for them. Yeah. yeah I have to say I'm, I'm
1: jumping in there, that, that that is something that would obviously appeal to uh, Rosalind because she's a therapist and <laughs> <laughs> she tends to listen I think in her <laughs> s- uh, sessions with people so um, there, is, there is a sort of um, synergy there. Well it's
0: right up my street June yeah, because yeah. I am a therapist and I do listen but also I have a degree in English literature <laughs> <laughs> so I'm a great fan of poetry yeah. <laughs> I, f- I feel like a pretender now <laughs> <laughs> oh please no 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 <laughs> no i love it and i just think it's really really lovely and and i like the kind of quirkiness that you bring as well and uh, you know if anybody actually did see your ambulance that you go around in you know is that kind of retro quirkiness and it, it just brings a smile to somebody's face to be honest as they walk past so
2: I think there's something about the British public as well that they, they they're kind of prepared to have a go at things um, yeah so it, it people you know go come up and go what's going on here um, and then they'll have a go um, which has been an, a, amazing as well so even though I, th- I found that most people are, are quite frightened of poetry but even you know they'll all have a go at this uh, and and then they'll have a poem, um, that that, it, that isn't frightening, um, and so yeah. Well, I,
0: I think you're doing a job for poetry, aren't you? Yeah, I
2: mean, <laughs> well, it, it is. It's kind of. It is partly that. It's to, to say, you know. Well, I grew up in a North London council estate, and, and poetry—the only poetry I came across back then was probably a, a rude rhyme on the wall. <laughs> um, yeah, let's not repeat it at the moment. No, we don't want to get banned. We've had <laughs> enough
0: hiccups this morning. <laughs> I, w- I won't repeat
2: it. No, I can't remember. But um, but. Um, it was considered not for me, you know, not for. It was a bit pompsy or, you know, academic. And and the the reason behind doing emergency poetry is is to say actually no, you know, we need to reclaim it. It is for. Us. I
0: love that and and it's interesting isn't it how people discover things i mean you know i i was a grocer's daughter i lived above the shop in my early years and you know my childhood is certainly not one that was steeped in poetry or <laughs> or poshness there was no poetry or poshness when i lived above a um no. a terraced shop in um, in in uh, daybrook in nottingham um my my saving grace was that um, actually I was very ill as a kid and I had real breathing difficulties um, and my parents sent me to elocution lessons really because they thought it would help me breathe better um, And, yeah, so the knock-on effect was um, Mrs Shipley, or Shepley, who I can just remember her voluminous bosom and shouting at me quite a lot, um, used to have me read poems. And I think, you know, you learn to like that. Well, it's the rhythm. I like the rhythm. Yeah, and the the music mm. Is, mm, mm. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Now um, w- we mentioned the Newark Book Festival, but uh, and you mentioned in passing, Deborah, that you you do events. So, have you got anything coming up in the near future, um, whether it's nearby or not? what What are your pl- What are your plans for the rest of two thousand and eighteen?
2: Oh, um Well, I do I do lots of sort of up uh, more serious things <laughs> as well. But I, I've got a few a few emergency poet events, but nothing local to Newark actually, because I go all over the place, but there's um i don't know if you've heard of this pages of the sea thing that danny boyle's doing for the world war one um anniversary no well this is really interesting all all over the uk on british beaches um they're going to be sand portraits um which will be washed away by the incoming tide and they're all portraits of um, people who died in the First World oh. War. Um, yeah, and these be- beautiful oh, sand that's portraits.
0: lovely and lovely and sad at the same yeah, time. Yeah, and
2: yeah. yeah so at, you know, at, and pe- people will go and they'll also do sand portraits of as, um, outlines of wor- World War One soldiers, sort of silhouettes as well. But all over the country, on November the 11th in the morning, they'll they'll be doing that, and then the tide will wash it away. But I'm I'm going to go and. Um, the emergency poet in Swansea by the by the sea there and prescribe poetry.
0: Well, I we have to kind of imagine it here in Nottingham because <laughs> yes. we are the most landlocked <laughs> yes. county in the whole <laughs> of the UK. We, we don't, don't have, have a, a lot to see around here. <laughs> There's not much in Shropshire
1: either. <laughs> OK. <laughs> We'd have to nip up to Skeggy or something. Yeah, exactly. But I think if, you're, if you can get to the coast, it's a really beautiful Yeah, place, actually. yeah. There actually, I think uh, Rachel, uh, yeah, Rachel and I were talking about it last week that this time of year is actually quite a nice time to go to the seaside because, mm. you know, you get that bracing um, walk mm. along along the beach. Oh, it's uh, lovely. And that's really good. Then the go soul, and have fish and chips and yeah um, and whatever afterwards yeah, <laughs> right we will um w- we're going to take a break for a, a little bit more music now we're actually going to hear from the stereophonics next and then after that um, Deborah has very kindly agreed to make um, a personal prescription for me um, <laughs> in the show so um, we're going to ask Deborah to hold the line for a few minutes okay. while we listen to the stereophonics and then very appropriately given the weather this morning Deborah has a prescription for me to deal with the onset of winter, which is not my favourite time (laughs) at all. So, you're listening to the Girls Around Town here on Radio Newark with myself and Rosalind in the studio, and we're talking to Deborah Alma, the emergency poet. Deborah, uh, thank you very much for waiting there for us.
2: You're
1: welcome. (laughs) It's nice to talk to you. Now, um, As I was saying just a few moments ago, this time of year is most definitely not my favourite time of year. And the thought of it now stretching on (laughs) endlessly, (laughs) very appropriately, (laughs) this morning was the first morning that my central heating kicked in. Um, in, It's it's been coming on in the evenings quite a lot just lately. But this morning um, I walked into the bathroom and the radiator was pretty warm already so obviously this morning um my house my central heating decided winter is definitely here
2: and the Uh, clocks have changed yes yes
1: absolutely so you very kindly offered to prescribe something to make me feel a little bit better about this
2: well, um, it, it's but uh, yes, I, I there are so many poems that I could give you that um, that would would sort of lift your spirits. Or, um, but it, I I think um, ra- there are lots of different ones. There are there are poems like uh, Ted Hughes' Wind, which would kind of reinforces that feeling of coziness by the, the kind of wild weather outside, which is quite a nice feeling. Um, but I would say rather than kind of resisting the season, um, it, it's a, about about accepting it and and enjoying it so to to kind of focus on um the things that you love about it you know whether it's a a hot bath or watching doctor Mm. who on a sunday Mm. going taking the time to go out with friends or so so the poem i would choose will probably be to remind you to, to do more of the things that you can do because of the season. Does that make sense? Yes, yes. Um, so I think, um, I think I'll think read this poem called The Table by um, a Turkish poet who's called Edith Can I think that's how you say his name. Do you, do you want me to read it to Yes, you? please do. <coughs> Excuse me. So, The Table. A man filled with the gladness of living put his keys on the table, put flowers in a copper bowl there. He put his eggs and milk on the table. He put there the light that came in through the window, sounds of a bicycle, sound of a spinning wheel, the softness of bread and weather he put there. On the table, the man put things that happened in his mind, what he wanted to do in life, he put that there. Those he loved, those he didn't love, the man put them on the table too. Three times three make nine. The man put nine on the table. He was next to the window, next to the sky. He reached out and placed on the table endlessness. So many days he had wanted to drink a beer. He put on the table the pouring of that beer. He placed there his sleep and his wakefulness, his hunger and his fullness he placed there. Now that's what I call a table. It didn't complain at all about the load. It wobbled once or twice, then stood firm. The man kept piling things on. That's it. So that kind of a feast of a poem, I suppose.
1: Absolutely. Um, I will... when I get back home from from the uh, studio a little bit later, I'll message you to get the actual um, spelling of that poet's (laughs) name for me so I can look it up and Mm -hmm. I can uh, download my own prescription. And uh, I was going to say listen to it, read it myself um, a few times. Obviously, I can listen to it when we do the podcast as well. Deborah, it's been lovely talking to you. Before you go, just tell us very quickly how people can find out a little bit more about you, um, follow you, uh, maybe find out where you are in terms of uh, events and things. Uh, so, how, how do people track you down?
2: Um, well, I'm really easy to find. I think I'm the only emergency poet <laughs> that there is. So, uh, <coughs> there's an emergency poet on um, Facebook page, emergency poet on Twitter. Um, and emergencypoet.com
1: website so um, quite easy Lovely, so if if anybody wants to find out a little bit more about Deborah and find out maybe if you're around and about the country over the next few months and and you happen to be crossing paths with somewhere where Deborah is um, prescribing some of her emergency poems, you might be able to track that down. Deborah, as I say, it's been lovely talking to you, enjoy enjoy the rest of your day, stay warm stay cosy and uh, hopefully we might see you back in Newark prescribing more poems for uh, local patients yeah, in the future
2: summer would be lovely. <laughs>
1: come back to the Newark Book Festival, yeah. that would be lovely thanks
2: too, thank, thank, thank you very soon. much Take indeed
1: bye bye